those are uh, most of the announcement. The last one is that we are a church that's led by elders. Uh, and led by, that could be a confusing word because of what leadership means in our culture. But what we mean is cared for, uh, there's a spiritual concern that the elders carry uh, over the well-being of the body. Not in everything, the, they don't, you know, we have an apostolic team that organizes and plans and we have staff that execute all sorts of things and many of them that we associate with leadership, you know, like planning and uh, communicating and casting vision. That's the apostolic team does all that. But the elders are, are uh, given the task of being spiritual oversight, like care and nurturing, and really forced with this question of, are the people in our church growing in their affections for God? And are we, are we stewarding them well towards that end? Uh, I say all that because we also have this process of how do people become elders? And so it's not just, oh, everybody who's qualified becomes one, but it is this journey of prayer and discernment and then also qualifications, like do these, does this person match the, the character that's outlined in the scriptures? And I say all of that to say that uh, Casey Simulski is at the end of the line of, there he is, this is Casey. Yay! Uh, Casey is at the end of that process of becoming an elder and joining the elder team alongside Jeff and Chris and myself. And so the last phase, there's many phases. One is being a faithful person in our church. Like, oh, this person is like actually embodying what our church says to do. And Casey's done that for like 20 years or something. <laughs> and then there's the, the phase of, oh, we should talk to them about, maybe you should think about being an elder and processing the character traits and the qualifications and the abilities to be an elder. And so you did that phase. And then there's another phase where it says, oh, let's bring them into like the meetings and see if there's a, a cool team chemistry fit and like spend time even praying and discerning. Is God like really uh, leading this? Because we know in the scriptures that it's the spirit that actually appoints elders, not just, oh, whoever is qualified, as I said before, uh, or ever gives the most money or looks the oldest or anything like that. Uh, and you're not either of those, I don't think. Uh, so <laughs> uh, the, then the last phase is bring them to the whole church and let the church give us feedback on his character, positive, negative, oh, I have this thing, and we ask you to pray about as well, oh, is God really uh, leading us to have Casey be one of the people, the elders, the church, in this uh, co-equal table that is the eldership of our church. And so that's what we're doing today. Casey is in that last phase. Please give us feedback on Casey. Uh, good, bad, ugly. I will share the qualifications that we have and our little descriptions of them uh, this week for you to evaluate. Uh, the other thing, because it's just a really great opportunity, Shannon actually brought this up to me at the beach, is what happens if, and this is something we don't talk about, but what happens if one of the elders is really messed up or screwing up? Or what if a leader in a church is doing something, or even if somebody has like an accusation against one of us, or uh, it, even within our team, or an accusation with a missional community leader, or anything like, like what happens then? And there actually is a process that we want everybody to know about, and we're going to share that really detailed process, but I wanted everyone to know that there 
that there is a process, uh, that there are, there's a process written out on how investigations are conducted. There's also processes for you to say, oh, this, all these people are friends with each other. And we are, it's a good thing, right? We're friends. Yeah? yeah. No, okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, so that's weird. You know, we're all friends. And then there's even this weird thing of, uh, you know, I, I lead the church in a way that other people don't. And I, and I speak and you listen and you're like, oh, I just really love Brad. And he said that thing and it really meant something to me. Therefore, he could never do anything wrong, right? But I, I can do a lot wrong. Uh, and so anyway, I say, this is not the best description, <laughs> that uh, there are even ways for you to look at the elder team and say, I don't think they're actually listening to my concern and my, uh, and my hurt and my pain about what's going on. And there are actually people in the networks that you can contact and say, hey, this, like, this is happening in the church. I don't think I'm getting through. Uh, and, we, and that's all so important for you to know because this, this, this must be a place of uh, at least highly attempted safety. Uh, I don't want to say it's like, oh, oh, it's like, it is safe, you know, lock it down, but that it's at least highly attempted safety for everyone that's in this church and the accountability that exists. And so I'll share a lot more about that, but I wanted to say some of it publicly. Yeah. And thank you, Shannon, for bringing that up. That's so important. And that's like so back burner. We're like, so yay, Shannon. Awesome. Oh, and then finally, I'll read the qualifications for you to think about. I'll read from 1 Peter chapter 5, and, uh, and then I'm going to pray for Casey and for us as a church, thinking through, oh, the, this noble task of trying to care as Jesus cares for the church. Uh, 1 Peter 5 says, To the elders among you, I appeal as a fellow elder and as a witness of Christ's suffering, who also will share in the glory to be revealed. This is why he says elders are to be. Be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care, watching over them, not because you must, but because you're willing, as God wants you to be, not pursuing dishonest gain, but eager to serve, not lording it over those entrusted to you, but being an example to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive a crown of glory that will never fade away. Uh, and so I'm going to pray for, for us. Jesus, I thank you that you are the chief shepherd. Uh, you're the one that goes after all of the lost sheep without any hindrance or uh, split personalities. You're just so focused on caring for your sheep and even thinking about in this moment, how you say that the sheep know my name, I call to them by name, and they respond to me. And God, I'm just overwhelmed with thankfulness that you are that shepherd to each of us, that you call us and you bring us in and you care for us. And God, I pray for uh, Jeff and Chris and myself that we, would, that we would attain this ambitious calling that Peter outlines, that we would be examples of the flock, that we wouldn't lord it over, that we would do uh, and serve because we're willing and we're willing to the capacity that you've called us to, uh, that we're, we're doing what you want us to do. And yeah, we need you for that uh, immensely. And I pray for us as a church as we process and pray about Casey, that you would give us lots of clarity, uh, that you would give us a lot of confidence, and even that Casey 
would be really encouraged in this time, and I thank you for his life and the way that he has cared for and shepherded uh, among this flock already for many, many years. Uh, We love you, Jesus. Amen.